Welcome to a Lifestyle of Perpetual Transformation podcast. I'm your host, Bluen Busha. My hope is to equip you and drive you into greater spiritual depths with Jesus. I'm crazy excited about your journey because I know Jesus is celebrating you. So I want to celebrate you. Please don't hold back. Make sure you dive into everything we talk about. Hey guys, so we're back talking about this healing journey that I'm on. And if you are on it with me as well, we are on this. We are going to see breakthrough. I believe it with all of my heart. I thank you guys. Uh, the ones there, I, I received so many text messages from people who have stories of victory where they experienced, one woman experienced a miraculous healing um, related to a condition in the uterus. And a friend of mine sent me a photo of flowers um, from her nearby florist in Paris. So I was so excited to receive flowers from Paris. <laughs> um, and she sent me that image because of the fact that I shared in my last episode how the Lord spoke over me, blossoming fertility. That is a prophetic word straight from the mouth of God himself. So I surrounded myself by that word, with that word. Whatever I could find that related to flowers, whether it be an image or my soap, my lotion, an actual flower, pictures, me drawing it, me finding it, whatever it might be, I've been surrounding myself with the word that God spoke over me, blossoming fertility. Therefore, I shall see the flowers all around me. So thank you so much for those of you who responded. Um, I so appreciate you so much. And for those of you who are on the journey towards healing, I am believing for the both of us, for the three or multiple of us that our breakthrough is near. Um, I don't want to believe that it's far off. I want to believe that it is near. In the name of Jesus, it is near because he already completed the work at Calvary. So I'm I'm banking on that. Um, but you know, the thing that has been so interesting about this journey, it's been two weeks since the last episode. And the reason why I struggled to share that story to come out with this was because uh, the bottom line is I just, I'm super uncomfortable with being vulnerable. And I think I've been able to get by with saying I don't like being vulnerable because I do have a lot of healthy relationships in my life. I've got great friends. I've got a great family, um, colleagues that I've kept in touch with over the years, some decades. I've been able to prove to myself that I have succeeded in relationships. Therefore, I've been able to be vulnerable. That's not the truth though, <laughs> because sharing this testimony, this, this journey that I'm on, sharing it with the public on this podcast has been the true evidence of where I need to, we just don't know how strong we are in an area until we're tested. And I have to say, in this test, the truth is I've got a lot of room for growth. I've got great opportunities to grow in the area of being vulnerable. And so when I realized how difficult it was for me to be vulnerable, I really wanted to understand what was behind it. What I realized was that when I shared this, this testimony of mine, when I decided, okay, Father, if you want me to be this vulnerable, I know you've got my back. I know you're not leaving me to hang dry. I know you're not going to push me over a cliff and not give me wings. So I wanted to trust in him. I wanted to lean on him and believe that he's got my back. Little did I know, and what I'm realizing now, is that 
a lot of this is because God is a God of relationship. He decided to create us, not simply because he wanted puppets to master around, but he wanted to have someone made in his image who can relate back to him because he is a God of love and he overflows with love. He wanted to be able to pour that into a vessel, you and I, the vessels that he wants to pour his love into. He can't help but to pour out. Like he's an abundant God. He's eternal in his existence, infinitely eternal. I mean, like there's no end in him, no beginning. So he needs to pour it out. And he decided that we would be the vessels to receive the outpouring of his love. And so if he is a God of relationship, he wants us as well to experience the abundance of relationship that he designed for us to live in here, even on this side of eternity on earth. He wants us to know what it's like to relate to another human being, what it's like to have compassion for them, what it's like to walk with them in times of need, in times of trouble, in times of joy. So relationship is such an important aspect of life. It is life. You know, when it comes to, when it comes to life, it's about relationship. Jesus came to restore us into that garden. He brought the redemption into our lives when we simply said yes, and he did all of the hard work. So in any case, I think we have this imaginative idea of being vulnerable, being a bad word or a bad space or a dangerous space. I think that's what it is. We think being vulnerable is dangerous. But what I'm realizing through this experience and sharing my story with whoever listens to this podcast is being vulnerable is actually quite powerful. It isn't dangerous against me. It's me being dangerous against the enemy. Because when I expose things to the light with my words, I'm giving the Lord something to pour out over. I'm giving him something to say, this here, I'm not going to let the enemy have this. This is a testimony that I want you to have glory over. So he's like, I know. I am so excited to pour out my glory over that. So this place of being vulnerable, I believe, is a place of the Lord strengthening relationships. It's strengthening the aspects of divine redemption that we could see on this earth in very tangible ways. So while I was thinking about all of this, you know, the fact that I was so vulnerable, the fact that I was so uncomfortable with being vulnerable, the fact that I felt like I was going to get crushed under it. (laughs) I was so, I was like, oh, if I could just take back that podcast episode, I would. That was my initial feeling after publishing that last episode. But the more I'm realizing how much being vulnerable has allowed me to relate to people in very beautiful ways. Um, I'm beginning to embrace it a lot more, but in the embracing of being vulnerable, I have to also face any other issues that are related to why I was resisting being vulnerable. And, um, what I've realized is my real fear behind sharing my story was a, how quickly am I going to get healed? Because look right now, guys, as I'm recording this, I'm fighting through a migraine and I've been fighting through this migraine for the past two days. And it's because I'm not doing the hormonal treatments anymore. Those birth control pills that I was on, the fact that I'm not on them anymore means my hormones are still trying to figure out how to regulate themselves and be balanced. In the meantime, 
I've got these migraines that are triggered so frequently and it is burdensome, but I cannot not live my life. So in any case, while I'm still going through this healing process, what I have to understand is behind it all are a set of emotions. So I'm trying to understand why was I really afraid of being vulnerable? What, like, what's somebody going to do? Mock me? How cruel can someone be? And why would I care if someone was that cruel? So then I had to figure out, okay, that's not it. Cross that off the list. What's the real reason you're afraid of being vulnerable? So anyway, this is what it came down to. I was afraid of being vulnerable because I did not want to receive any form of pity. None. I didn't want anybody to pity me. Feeling pitied is a feeling to me that is degrading. Uh, it is... Um, it, 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 there's no dignity in being pitied. It almost, I would say it almost makes me feel powerless. It does make me feel powerless, but as I'm beginning to connect the dots, being vulnerable is a part of the human experience that God designed for us because he created us for relationship. Therefore, the vulnerable part of it has to be a part of it too. If we want the real blossoming, thriving, prosperous relationships that God has for us. And I know this is not everybody's issue. I know a lot of people do vulnerability really, really well. God bless you for that. And if you do vulnerability really well, start a podcast. <laughs> start a podcast, send me a message, and I'm going to follow your podcast, please. <laughs> um, I know Brene Brown is amazing at this too, so um, I do follow her and I love her material. In any case, when I realized that the issue behind my fear of being vulnerable had to do with me being afraid of pity, because pity triggers all of these other emotions, the truth to all of this is behind the emotions are a set of lies that are driving those emotions. And this is something that is talked about during inner healing. When you start to go down the road of inner healing, if it's being ministered to you by a very well-experienced set of um, believers or yourself, stepping into it because you realize you need to be healed in an area of your heart that has been affected by trauma, those things are, there is a set of lies around it. So I was like, oh my gosh, what is the lie behind me thinking that being vulnerable means that someone's going to pity me, that, that now I'm suddenly powerless and without dignity, without the human dignity that I would love to maintain? What is driving all of that? I don't know yet. This is still something I'm diving into, but it's part of my healing journey. And so I want to share all of this with you because I opened up and shared with you that I'm uh, fighting fibroids, fighting to get this healing manifest on earth in my body. And this is part of my healing journey. So while I believe my breakthrough is near, I'm understanding that I'm unfolding and exposing a bunch of other issues that are tied to this. And I just want to encourage you to do the same thing. Begin to unfold emotions. What's hiding behind the emotions? I think it's easy to share testimonies that trigger joy, excitement, happiness, uh, expectation. It's easy to share those. But how easy is it for you to share struggles, pain, burdens? How easy is it for you to share those things? If it's not easy, think about what emotions those things are triggering. Write it down and then think about what's connected to those emotions and what are the lies that might be hiding underneath all of that? Because once we expose those things to the light, meaning 
the truth of God, then we see the victory because it cannot exist anymore now that it's been exposed to the light. Granted, now we do have to practice the truth. We have to rehearse it. We have to cause that thing to bow down to the truth. Scripture says in 2 Corinthians 10 verse 5, Uh, that in the King James Version, I love the King James Version for this particular scripture, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalteth itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. So when you identify a set of emotions that are not comfortable, that are not healthy, what is the imagination, uh, what is the false narrative that is driving that imagination that wants to exalt itself against the knowledge of God? What is it? Because once you know what it is, then you can take it and make it obey the truth of who Jesus is. The truth trumps lies always. Jesus destroyed the lies. Jesus destroyed the liar. So it's up to us to just keep rehearsing it. And I think that this is such an important part of the journey that I'm on at the moment, because I, I mean, I love inner healing. I, I think I've talked about it in multiple episodes, but um, the thing that is really highlighted to me in this moment, as I think about the dots that I'm connecting while I pursue healing, um, expecting to see the manifestation of healing in my body, um, what I'm really focused on is the fact that What Satan wants to do with these lies is simply disrupt our intimacy with the Lord. And to circle this back to vulnerability and how the Lord designed us to be able to connect on very human levels with people and inabilities to be vulnerable is not a human level. It's it's a resistance to what God designed for us. We have wisdom. We have discernment. um, We can we can develop boundaries to keep ourselves safe. Yes. So it's not foolishly giving of ourselves to everybody, but the ones who are, you know, God, God, God has called certain people into our lives. Your parents, my parents, we are ordained to be a family. It was God's decision to give my parents as my parents, my siblings, as my siblings and vice versa. Therefore, it is, up, and, and even friends, that the friends I have in my life that I've been stewarding, the people I've met and I've remained in contact with, I know that God has blessed these relationships and he wants me to keep stewarding them. But I, I just want to say that this is something that the enemy is trying to disrupt. When he brings those lies in, is to disrupt healthy relationships. The stronger we are in relationship, the easier it is to take a mountain, to take back territory. But the most important relationship is the one with God, the most high God. There is no little G God that can stand before Yahweh, our God, Jesus Christ, Holy Spirit. Nobody can stand in front of him. I love that part of scripture in um, uh, 1 Samuel 5, where it talks about this false God, a little G God that fell and shattered in the presence of the real most high God. And it was when the ark was hijacked and um, the enemies of Israel took the ark and placed it in this space right next to their false God. But guess who lost? Guess who fell? Guess who was forced to enter into obedience of the truth? You know, going back to 
2 Corinthians 10 verse 5, guess who was brought into captivity to the obedience of Christ? It was the false god. It was Dagon. So I love that scripture. That's one of my favorite stories in scripture where the little g-god falls. Anyway, so many things happen in that passage. The people try to put it back together, but he falls again. God is never going to lose a battle, but the enemy wants us to believe in lies so that we can be distracted from the truth that always wins. If we are distracted from the truth, we're focused on a lie and not engaging with God and partnering with him in order to take back the territory that he has called us to, including our own bodies, including our own families, including the things he has called us to, whether it be a profession, whether it be marriage, whether it be having children, what he has said concerning us. Before you were crafted in your mother's womb, I knew you, says the Lord. If he knew us, then he knew everything he had planned for us. When something comes in to interrupt those plans, it is for us to unfold that interruption and turn back to the truth and cause the truth to destroy the demonic resistance. So I just want to encourage you to dismantle the emotions. As you're going through the day, start taking notice of how you're responding to certain things. Are the emotions healthy? Even if you think they're positive, are they healthy or are they unhealthy? You could respond super positively to someone, um, but is that true that you are excited to see them or are you trying to suppress something? The bottom line is you and I are children of the Most High God. If you are following God, we are children who have citizenship in heaven as much as we have citizenship on earth. Therefore, what we have access to is a greater power that the enemy cannot measure up to. He cannot square his shoulders to the power that God says we have full access to. It's just a matter of faith. But what are the lies that are trying to interrupt faith? Or I'll put it this way. What are the lies that are trying to interrupt the intimacy that you and I are supposed to have with God? the deep relationships that we're supposed to have with the people around us, our ability to be straight vulnerable. What are the lies behind that? I believe that as we unpack all of that, then what we're going to begin to see is how much the power of God is truly at our fingertips. Once we are undistracted, what is going to happen? What's going to happen in your life and in my life? What will happen in the places that we live? What's going to happen in the place that you work? What's going to happen when you just go out for a walk or go to the mall to pick up something from your favorite store? I mean, what's going to happen when you just pick up the phone to call um, your insurance to make a payment? Who knows? I'm actually really excited to think about what's going to happen if I pick up the phone to call someone to pay a bill. I mean, I know we don't do that anymore. We're, (laughs) We're all on the internet doing it now, but a casual conversation with someone on the phone could turn into something of a very powerful encounter. And for me, while I'm pursuing this healing in my body, I'm also pursuing the truth. I want to see the truth manifest in my life. I want to see myself undistracted by the lies of Satan. I want to see myself uncover the lies, expose them to the light, and declare that they have lost. They have lost their ground in my life. That's the journey I'm on, as well as, of course, seeing healing manifest in my body. And hopefully, my hope and expectation is that during the next episode, there'll be a lot of notes to share. And hopefully you'll have some of your own to share with me. So Father, I thank you so much for every individual who is listening to this episode right now. 
I think that you are the God who cannot be challenged. You are the most high God. You never need to lie. You never need to repent. Your truth is real. Your truth is a promise. Your truth is powerful. Any individual listening to this right now, Father, I ask that you would do your work in bringing forth to their attention any lie that's been lurking in the background, any system of deception that the enemy has planted. I ask that you expose every one of those in Jesus' mighty name. Let them grab a hold of the truth. Let them run with it and fly with you. Let them go to new great depths of height in you, Father. May they know who they are because of your nature that is good, that is full of love, that is perfect and pure. If you don't know Jesus, but you want to know the one who brings all of the truth that trumps evil and cancels out the lies and even cancels out the debt of sin, the simple prayer I want you to say tonight is, I realize that Jesus was sent to give me everlasting life. I want to receive that. Come into my heart and do in me a new work. Make me new in you. Jesus, we love you. You are so beautiful.